0: Hi, this is Erin and on this episode of Rise and Thrive, we are revisiting a previous conversation. This is Mary Hayes Greco going in depth on step five of her eight steps to freedom. And coming soon, we will share a new episode with Mary actually guiding us through the whole forgiveness exercise in real time. I think you'll really enjoy that. In the meantime, enjoy learning about step five.
1: It's been a long, long, lonely
0: winter. Welcome to Rise and Thrive, the podcast all about straightening out your life so that you can find peace and joy no matter what kind of misfortune or mistreatment you have faced in the past. I'm Erin Warhol and I'm here with my friend and mentor, Mary Hayes Greco. Great to be here. Yes, Mary. So we have really been doing our diligence here, working through. The steps, the eight steps to freedom, which is your recipe for forgiveness, how to do forgiveness. And we've gone through the first four steps, and now we're at step five. Mm -hmm. And this is a big one.
1: Our favorite yeah yes yeah. our mutual favorite I believe.
0: I think it is yes. And we're going to take our time with this discussion because this is a real turning point and we want to make sure that we look at it and we pick up we pick up this gem and we look at it from a bunch of different sides and kind of see some of the different facets of it. But uh, before we get into our conversation, why don't you first state step five and then we'll do a quick review of the first four steps that got us here.
1: Okay. So step five is where we say, and now I'm going to open up again to get what I need now and into the future. And that means uh, on two levels, we Mm -hmm. open up. We open up to life again, to life being good, to getting what we need day by day, to, to pursuing our dreams. And we open up to God again. We open up to our higher power, our source for that steady relationship of Mm. healing and nurturance that we need throughout our lives.
0: Yeah. And so this really is the cornerstone of forgiveness, of what forgiveness is when people talk about it. And it helps us to let go. It helps us to let go. So in order to get to this step We've, done, we've gone through some things with our old story, our disappointment, right. whatever. We're, we've taken whatever. that old
1: story as heavy and as awful as it was, and we have worked it through the first part of the washing machine cycle of forgiveness. Yeah. We have determined that we're going to let it go. Mm-hmm. We have gotten our emotions out about it mm-hmm. just the way it is. We've expressed some grief or some hate or some um, anger, mm-hmm. whatever is... Um, Part and parcel of our emotional experience in this, this disappointing story. And then we've identified the several things that we wished had happened. And we state that as a positive mm-hmm. thing. This is what I wished. This is what I preferred. These but are the expectations. These are my expectations. This is the pivotal understanding of forgiveness. I am going to let go of an expectation or several expectations that have been causing me to suffer. So we name them and we let them go one by one. And then we continue into our rest- restoration process by, by restoring our personal boundary, our sense of my space. This is my space, this is my life, and restoring our energetic boundary so that we are not carrying around uh, old stories that have to do with this other person anymore. And then we go to step five, and we open up again. And I think everyone can relate to the need for this. If you think about um, when you've been really hurt, and really disappointed um, when people describe feeling crushed. Yeah. When they say, oh, I'm just crushed. I was devastated. We have all these these words and, and images for what it means to have our heart broken in, um, in a certain time. and 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 we know what that feels like to close up around mm-hmm. that wound, to think, oh, I can't stand it. I can't stand this. I can't stand anything like it. I don't want to risk love again. I don't want people to see how bereft I feel, so we close up and you and you know what that feels like, you know what that yeah, looks like yeah, in for people sure. around you. It's in the body language, it's in their energy, it's in their eyes. It's in the the, the missing heart that, that they can't have their heart in the room because uh, I don't I don't dare. So we wanna have our heart in the room. We want to have our heart home in our body and and ready for goodness. And so after we've done this processing of these the pain in this story, we say to ourselves and to the universe and to our maker, okay, I'm opening up again. Here I go. I'm opening up again to get what I need now and into the future. And we use body language here too. You've probably seen this a a hundred times in my workshops where I have have people just put their, their shoulders back and I mean, you have that very big open heart and extend their, their hands firmly to the, the ceiling, to the skies, and saying, I'm reaching up, I'm reaching into the universe to that heart, that source of life itself that loves me and wants me to thrive. I'm reaching, I'm opening up to get what I need. So what's, what I'm finding fascinating about this is
0: the first four steps really deal with you in your person. Mm-hmm. Your person's, your
1: personality, self, right, your physical, and how it's being. been insulted, yeah, and uh, how it's uh, felt very closed and um, defeated for a while. So, in this step, this is you are opening up
0: beyond yourself. You're going to your higher power to God. Yeah, you're, you're to doing your both. You're
1: opening up your personality. You're opening up the channel to mm-hmm. your higher power, and I always have people visualize it like you've got a pipeline to God. You've got this this skylight at the top of your head that has a pipeline, a channel going up into the heart of the universe, into the, the home of God, and you're reaching for that light, and you're, you're reestablishing a new relationship with that great source in the present. And, okay, so there's there's so
0: much here. I've got a whole list of questions, Carrie, <laughs> to go, go. To, to talk about this, but... Um, one of the things that I think about with this step is how, when you have a gripe, you have a, a forgiveness issue, you have something stirring resentment. Yeah, something that yes. wasn't going on. Your mind can really lock in on it. Obsessively. And yeah, it's almost like uh, you've gone down a dead end alley, mm-hmm. and there you are. And you're recycling and the same thoughts, you're same stuck.
1: stories. right. You're right. stuck. And I always like to explain to people that when you're doing that, yeah. it's because you're somehow trying to solve a problem with your mind right. that cannot be solved with, okay. with your mind. Yeah. It can only be healed and released from your emotions. Okay. And so when you're revving over and over and over with the same stories, the same thoughts, you're trying to understand something with your mind that it's really not the way out. The way out is to, is to cry, is to yell, is to is to put your emotional truths out there and then move into releasing those expectations.
0: Well, and I think for this step, when when I know what I've experienced, when I open up to God, open up to get my needs met in a new way, that is a whole different posture. It's a whole different stance than where I was previously, where I was Maybe in the fetal position
1: on the couch, <laughs> pitifully hunched over, yeah. and yearning in the direction of someone or something that can't be.
0: That can't be. So, an example for me: uh, I had a friend who betrayed me. I had a friend that um, she, she, we were real close friends. It felt real close, but I think I learned in in the experience of this that the friendship actually had pretty shallow roots. Mm. And yet when she, when I was no longer of use to her, she kind of dropped me like a hot rock Mm -hmm. and it was so painful. (laughs) It was like, I felt really betrayed and I would occasionally see her out in social settings and she, she knew that there was something amiss. I would, I would almost see her turn away from me Mm -hmm. and it hurt, it hurt so much Mm. and I, wanted to get past that I really wanted to get past that and move forward with with my life and not have that tightening in my stomach not be and cringing
1: just, every time yeah. you went to a social situation wondering if she was going to be there
0: yeah yeah so for a long time I had kind of over in my head like why why did she do this why did she do this to me why did I deserve to be treated this way so that was sort of in my mind so then I i gotten to the point of letting go of the expectations so for this step for step 5 in that particular example when I opened up to get my needs met in a new way it it took me to a whole new place it took it took me it kind of like let me back up out of that dead end alley mm. and get back on the road again mm-hmm. and when I was opening up in the way I do it I open up to God mm-hmm. and I want my situation reordered I want mm. to get back in connection back in relationship to God. I, I know that prior to that, I had been more um, afraid to do that. Like, it, there's something very vulnerable about opening up to God <laughs> and saying, help me with this. Yeah. But that's what I love about this step. It's like you get there, you've already dealt with your emotions around it. You've already determined you want to do it. You get with your emotions around it. I figured out the expectations, which took this big snarl... And, and untangled it, combed it out. Yeah. So, you know, I felt like that she wasn't meeting my um, expectation of loyalty around friendship. Well,
1: and honesty and communication yeah, and
0: yeah. Things. And and so in that step, what I determined was I had those values. I had those needs. So in step five, you're saying get those needs met in a new way, right? And so that's sort of the twofold that you talk about here. You're opening up to life and you're opening up to get your needs met in a new way. Mm-hmm. And it to me, this just was so amazing because instead of being stuck, like suddenly, I was not only unstuck, but I was learning, from my experience, mm-hmm. I was learning well, why did I attach to a friendship with sh- shallow roots, what did I think what she was did? going to do for me yeah where was I naive in this where what was you know and it leads into this whole other thing
1: right and also identifying for the future what you really um, in a positive way expect right from friends right that I need to expect a certain amount of uh, transparency and communication and loyalty and um, honesty. I can't have people just acting like a f- they're a friend and then turning away, and not explaining themselves. So, so you've set a new uh, standard for uh, maybe the kind of maturity and courage you expect in relationship from people. Yeah,
0: in you're, the that's exactly right, Mary. Because I think what had held me back from forgiving her was I didn't want to be wrong. (laughs) You know, it was painful to go there. (laughs) I didn't, you know, all of that. But to actually, and this was not one of my first forgiveness uh, exercises that I did. This was after I'd kind of gotten, kind of found my feet in it a little bit working with you. And so then I thought, oh, if I actually take this situation all the way through this, I gain from it rather than it just being,
1: I'm hoping to somehow get on with it even though I'm hurt. Right. And I think in a way uh, when we make those decisions inside about our, um, our values mm-hmm. in friendship, you've, you've reset your energy to mm. attract better friends
0: yeah. in the future.
1: You've reset your energy for um, the people that want the same kind of integrity that you want to find you and see you. So, okay, so talk me through a little bit
0: what, with different people working in your workshops, when you get to step five, how how do you advise them to do it? What are some of the things that you say?
1: Well, um, as I said before, there's two ways of looking at it, is that Opening up to life again, mm-hmm. opening up to God again, as you understand it. And usually, when I work with people, I spend a few moments at the beginning of the session understanding how do they think of that. Mm-hmm. What do they say? They say God. Okay. No, they say universe. No, they say higher power. They, you know, people have mm-hmm. their own frame. Um, so I, I kind of know what their frame is, and we can we can do that. But uh, as as they get to step five, I have them. Kind of take a breath and sort of sit a little taller, adjust their posture. And I demonstrate, I show them. And now open up and I show them with my own posture and arms and lifting my head up. As like a like a trusting child mm-hmm. expecting a healthy parent to pick them right up because mm-hmm. they need to be picked up. Yeah. You know, you see that? You see yeah. a child turning to their parent and they hold up their arms, and the good parent just immediately just comes and scoops them up, and this is a, a very trusting relationship. So in the same way, we need to become trusting children again mm. of the the parental forces in mm-hmm. the universe the the force of life that wants us to thrive right. wants us to feel safe wants us to feel loved and we reach to it uh, and and basically are asking for you know see me you know help me pick me up take me forward and uh i i lead people into kind of just an inner um experience of feeling. Do you feel that connection? Mm. Feel that that connection just going out there from your heart right to the heart of God and how God is listening and mm. how you're asking to, for this new relationship, this steady relationship to um, a fruitful, helpful relationship, and I'm looking at the person, and they're sitting there looking all kind of blissed out, and I know <laughs> that we're there. <laughs> okay, there's so there's that little bliss look on the face, and you know, um, one of the ways of understanding what the nature of God is is bliss. Mm-hmm. That uh, in the East they say God is Satchitananda, being, consciousness, and bliss, and so as I'm working with. Uh, my client, I'm looking and I see that yeah, they're there. They're in this beingness and this awareness and this little sense of bliss. There, like oh, oh, you are there. And I- in prior times when we've been hurt and have felt mangled and abandoned, we've we've closed off, right? And we didn't feel like God was there or anybody right. was there. So now we're right. opening up again to that. And then in the same way, um, and maybe that. The person is quite aware that they have closed down their life, that they have closed down their luck and their uh, uh, possibilities for goodness for a while. And uh, if that's the case, I have the person, let's open up to life again. Let's open up mm-hmm. to get what you need. And I think of a man that I worked with really early on who um, he was so enraged and hurt by the way his wife left him and mm-hmm. the way she just took him to the cleaners th- through the divorce and he was still in love with her he wasn't expecting this it was just a crushing crushing experience and he said my life isn't working
0: mm-hmm. you know
1: i i can't i can't find a job i can't find a place i like my car keeps breaking down i i have no creative thoughts anymore i'm just recycling the same old grumpy uh, despair over and over and and so in this in this way, as this man opened up to go forward in life, even though now the kids don 't live with him, even though now she 's with someone else, and he did not see this and he doesn't he 's not sure what kind of goodness is in his future he 's going to open up to it and I had this wonderful um, feedback loop with working with this man because. After he did that, after he completely forgave her and forgave himself uh, for whatever failings he ascribed to it, uh, he he wrote me a card and he said, after our second session, I went home and I had an amazing dream that night. And in that dream, my creativity opened up again. Oh, I, wow. suddenly, I suddenly got all these ideas. I got all these ideas for stuff I want to do. And I, I, I woke up and I felt like, I can do it. My creative energy is back. I know I'm going to get a a new job now. I know I'm going to find a place to live now. I feel the doors are opening. Mm. So he had a very uh, concrete example of feeling like his life had closed down. He was living in a little room in the dark practically and in this misery. And now he felt like, well... The future is unknown, but I see the path at my feet, and I feel the energy to trod that path.
0: I love that story. That is a great story. And I, I'm thinking about him and in terms of how he might have shown up to other people mm-hmm. before he did the forgiveness work. Oh, he work. was
1: scowly. You could just see that quiet rage just beating off him in waves. And
0: well, and if you're going around in life, and that's your how, you're, how you present, and other people... You'll get in a fight in the bar, for sure. Well, and your life isn't going to move forward very right. nicely you know you're it's that's the downward spiral right? it wasn't you know, I mean, he it, said, he, fa- he yeah. said it
1: was closed down and he didn't know he said you know I I have uh, vivid dreams and mm-hmm. I've always had vivid dreams that guided me I always felt like this in my my intuition and my relationship with god came through my dreams and this whole 2 year period that i've been going through this with my wife i've had no dreams every night is just this black uncomfortable sleep and i wake up and i feel like i'm alone and like i'm i'm not talking to this higher self i'm not talking to anyone i'm just alone and now that i have done this forgiveness work it's literally like he he opened up the channel he cleared the pipes he cleared the pipeline so that yeah, that and you're light, kind of above, I'm, I'm showing above my head crown head right chakra. Down. I know, yeah. I like to say that forgiveness is like the liquid draino of the <laughs> spiritual world. <laughs> yes, I'm, And I feel more like a plumber than anything else sometimes <laughs> because we've just opened up the pipes and now that... That light and insight and wisdom is flowing again, and and so he has that. That is he he's
0: much more likely to get that new job to meet yeah, that new I'm person. Yeah, I'm sure he has. He's more appealing to yes. the world when he is reconnected in, to his creator, and he is yes. hopeful and optimistic.
1: Yeah, he was a good person. I could yeah. tell that, but yeah. I could tell where he was at. That you know his energy was not putting out positive messages to the yeah. rest of the world. I wouldn't hire him. Well, I wouldn't date yeah, him. You yeah, you're like, he seems <laughs> right. reckless Scary. and dangerous. Okay. <laughs>
0: um, but the thing about it, that w- when you were talking about him, it sort of reminds me, when. and we all go through different hurt. We all go through different disappointments, some, some large, some small. But when you're feeling the sting of it, like I was feeling the sting of my friend who betrayed me and just dropped me and mm. had nothing to do with mm-hmm. me after we'd been so close – it, it does put you in this place where you feel very isolated, and you really, when you think of that in relationship to, well, your relationship to God, it's like, why have you, why have you allowed this to happen? Why, what it, why have you done this to me? Why have you forsaken me? Right. And so to get to step five and to, to choose to open up and begin that conversation again. The open up is is a really powerful thing.
1: It is, and you really feel the whole process shifting yeah. from that point on. This is the as we we get to the doorway, literally of yeah. the, the spiritual steps in this forgiveness process. Steps five, six, seven, eight are all spiritual right. steps, and you really are getting to a, a doorway that's opening to new light, new love, new possibilities
0: and and we have free will in in my understanding of it and so it, it is up to us mm-hmm. to o- to choose to open up right and so one of the things that i have you know as i've been thinking about this step mary and learning from you and i've been hanging around you for um om- four and a half years almost 5 years mary mm-hmm. and learning a ton and my life has been getting better and better as i rise and thrive because but you use your tools i, I learn learned my tools and i use my tools but i i only recently learned that you, when you first were working with your teacher Edith, and she taught you this recipe for forgiveness, the the steps to freedom, step five
1: wasn't in her recipe. No, there were seven steps then, and you added it. I added it. I had. And the I nerve. want to hear the origin story. I had of the that. nerve to add it. Uh, yeah. Well, I found that there was this kind of awkward transition point between when people were processing their pain and Mm -hmm. letting go of their expectations, and then we have to get to the spiritual level where we're bringing energy, new spiritual energy, love and light into the system and releasing... There was a resistance there for a lot of people where mm. they did not want to completely let that other person off the hook. Mm-hmm. And I explored this with one woman who had had a, a really bad story with her dad who had sexually abused her when she was young. And she was one of those people, you you could look at her and tell, her, tell that something had closed down. Mm. You see this person and you think, oh, hmm. Wonder, wonder what happened to her. <laughs> like, because, what would you see on Well, her? I don't know. It's like, you know, when you see people who uh, their bodies are kind of stiff and contained, yeah. their faces are sort of um, tight, and their hearts are not, you can't see their hearts. Yeah. Uh, they're very cautious, very held back, and um, controlled. Uh-huh. Kind of numb? Kind of numb, yeah. I think she was, I think she looked sort of frozen. Sort yeah. of frozen sort of numb and and I knew that I worked with this woman for a little while and, and I really um appreciated her, but I thought that was just her. I thought yeah. she was just you know just a conservatively expressive person, not uh-huh. expressive i didn 't yeah. know what what was going on, but at any rate she 's in the workshop she 's forgiving her dad i'm getting for sexually her... abusing her yes, okay, what yes. does That's this mean we 're not, okay. yeah. not saying it's okay, forgiveness is not saying it 's okay she is releasing the expectation that her path with him had been different mm-hmm. than it was mm-hmm. and uh he had pa- i think he had passed on i believe I-, I can't remember but she was she was letting go of in the end of that of the expectation that he would have been a good father mm. because you know in addition to that there was other ways he hadn't been a good father she could not let that go she could not let go of the idea that somehow maybe he could have been a good father or he could still be a good father or somehow i cannot let go of this expectation and then i realized hmm you know she never felt like she had a good father and some child part of her is still hoping somehow that she'll have a good father where Mm -hmm. like the child just yearns and yearns and yearns and doesn't let go and then i i realized well you know they say there's a god the father there's a father in this universe Let's see – her name was Barb – let's see, Barb, if you can let this fallible, weak, earthly man who was your father off the hook, but let's have you open up to a new father coming into your life. Let's have you open up to God the Father, the fatherly aspect of God in the universe, which is said to be unconditionally loving and protective and encouraging and um, who's – with us you know all all the time let's have you open up to that fatherly source in the universe and she did that and she felt the connection she felt like oh he's there wow. oh look at that like she also like she, she threw out a little lifeline from her heart out out to the skies and she felt like someone met it someone caught it wow like he's there i feel i feel warm i feel regard this warm fatherly regard upon me. I feel kindness. I feel attention. I feel like there's this person who's fatherly with me right now. And it's not this earthly dad. So then she was able to release that expectation of her dad and open up to being fathered now and into the future. And this And she got, she dropped it. She just dropped it and her face turned pink and she started laughing a little bit and looking a little looser, like her whole body looked a little looser. Mm -hmm. And then she went back into her life and she'd had a a whole different experience, which reflects this opening up, Mm -hmm. which is that her senses opened up. She was a postal worker and she would go the same route every single day and deliver the mail to these same buildings and walk by the same scenery. But she said, I'm walking by the same scenery every day, but now it's different. I see that pink flower. I smell that honeysuckle bush. I hear that bird. I feel the heart connection with a person that's just greeted me on their doorstep. She said, it's like I was numb. I was frozen, and my senses were in the deep freeze. And now Mm -hmm. the world seems so alive to me.
0: It's amazing.
1: It it was amazing. And that taught me that um, we will feel safer and more alive if we open up to that source as father, as mother, as uh, friend, as someone who's really there for you personally. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: so I've used that a lot ever since. I put in step five and said, you know what? Now we're going to open up. Mm. And it it worked like a charm. People were able to transition from um, their letting go process to their completing the forgiveness. Well, and it's
0: such—I mean, it's such a turning point in terms of of the steps that you do, where you're really focused on emotions, you're really focused on your thoughts, and all of this. And then when we get into the spiritual steps, it, it is a kind of—it's it,
1: light, it's yeah. energy, it's subtle but yeah. real. It's something yeah. that you feel with your spiritual senses,
0: and. If you, whether you're somebody who has a relationship with God and goes to church, or whether you're somebody who has a relationship with Source and
1: or the however earth. you live. Or the People Earth. People have different ways of connecting with that larger yeah. self.
0: But oftentimes when we're, when we're hurting, we, part of why we're hurting is we feel disconnected. Mm-hmm. And so then to, to turn and open up,
1: it is a kind of spiritual surrender, is it? It is. It is. And surrender in the sense of uh, being willing to take refuge in something okay. larger that yeah. cares. Than just what my it's mind is. It's not can like giving up yeah. surrender like giving up the fight. It's like yeah. no, oh I see. I can relax. Yeah. I can relax now. I can I can go into this space that's been there waiting for me. It's been holding its, its arms out to me, but I was too close to feel it Right until I, I let go of those things of this particular person and then turned in that direction towards the higher self.
0: And that's I think that's what has really been um, so informative to me and so effective. It's turning to that higher order, the ideal that's out there. And I think sometimes, you know, when you feel like you haven't lived up to what you who you could be or how you could be, and a situation is just a big old mess, it doesn't necessarily. I know for me, it doesn't always occur to me like bring that right to the feet of God and go, okay, <laughs> now what? But that's hey, kind of bringing leading- you a big old mess. <laughs> <laughs> but that that's kind of what you're leading people through with these steps to get to a point where, okay, I can do this. I, I've decided to do it, and I'm willing to do it. And and I know in the example that I've been talking about during this recording is with. The friend that I felt betrayed by, once I got through that and got through all of the forgiveness, I, I really learned a lot just in that contemplation with God mm. about friendship, about what I can expect from someone, what is you know who are the people in my life with deep roots and who and has where shallow does my, roots.
1: Where does my
0: security really come from? Exactly, exactly. And honestly, I have learned so much from that experience. Mm. I'm glad it happened. Right. Like if it hadn't happened, how would I learn that stuff? That's right. And if I hadn't met you and gone learned how to f- do these steps of forgiveness, I could still be stuck in resentment and anger. Right. But but I'm making my way through it, and it's like, oh, this is amazing.
1: Yeah. Because one of the things that happens is, this forgiveness process, over time, teaches us about uh, universal law. Teaches mm. us about how things work. Yeah. How things work and how they don't work. Yeah. And, uh how how to be uh living in god's world and that there are so many there's so many
0: different options out there we we might think we're in a story that that is a problem that can't without a solution but if we open up we can there's a whole bunch of different solutions Mm -hmm. out there that are could be creatively brought to us if we're willing
1: if we're willing right
0: Oh, Mary! Thank you so much, thank, and thanks for sharing the origins of Step Five. I, I'm thrilled to know that how your hand was in this. I, I'm really impressed. It's, it's really awesome. That, well, I, you know,
1: thank you, thank you. Yeah, but it again, it's like a, sort of a, um, a, an insight that was, uh courting me for a little while that, mm-hmm. wow, people are so stubborn. We're so stubborn yeah. about our issues. We do not want to put it down. And so I realized that the stubbornness is because we are fiercely defending a need mm-hmm. that needed to be met mm-hmm. or need, still needs to be met. We are fiercely defending our needs and we shouldn't give up on those. Mm-hmm. And so once I realized, oh, I see, they're being stubborn because there's an important need here. That needs to be addressed. But this person in, that they're forgiving can't do it. Let's open up to having this need met. And then they go, oh, okay. Well, as long as I don't have to give up this important need, but instead I open up to God to, to bring this to me in the right way, in the right time. It shows when when you talk about
0: this woman and you talk about all the different people that you've helped over the years, it really shows how uh, forgiveness is such a durable tool that we can use so many different in so many different situations in so many different ways. But we do need to know how
1: to do it. Yeah. And we'll need to use that tool if we want to keep growing and if we want to keep rolling with life because life isn't pretty sometimes. No, it's not. No, (laughs) life is full of losing. Yeah,
0: (laughs) but it's also wonderful. And we would hate to be in a situation where something bad happens and it's like, oh, well, that's not okay. Okay. I guess your life was all
1: So I'm kind of of, uh, depressed from now on. Yeah. yeah, That I'm going to be stuck in tragedy yeah. instead of taking this story, which has a tragic flavor, but working it through from um, the fullness of who we are and turning it into a transformation.
0: A transformation and wisdom and whole new possibilities. Mm-hmm. So this is why you call forgiveness the home of the miracle. That's Because, right.
1: because it is. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's not something that uh, you can even um, imagine. How much better you feel until you get there? until you actually like, Oh do wow. It. <laughs> I feel so much better. Oh wow. Oh, I was really great. in a bad place. Yeah.
0: Okay, well, uh, next we will do steps six, seven, and eight. Mm-hmm. We'll do them all together. Mm-hmm. And that will bring us home on the eight steps of freedom. Uh, that's but that's right. thank you. And Mary. I hope these
1: uh, specific shows, Step by step by step are um, helpful. Yeah, and that some people will use it as a as a coaching um, learning tool mm-hmm. and try like bring it. Yourself, bring yourself, yeah. Try yeah, it. Try it.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we'll stop for now. You've been listening to the Rise and Thrive podcast with Mary Hayes Greco. I'm Erin Warhol. I'd like to say thank you to Daniel Zamzow, our sound engineer. And we'll see you next time. See you next time. Kick that door.